All right, Big Dizzle, it's time for another Death Piles and Taxes. How you been doing, my friend? I've been doing good. I've been doing all right. Supposed to say any better than I'd be uh, Jimmy McKnight. I guess uh, better than I deserve or whatever. If there's more, I'd be two of me or something. I don't know. Tax time's always a good time to have a lot of kids. That's all I can say. Those kids are worth a lot of money one day a year, and it's usually on April 15th. No comment. Uh, okay, no well, comment. I, 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 I don't know. I just had a guy in the other day, and, and we got talking about that. And it's always funny, you know, because people, especially younger guys, are like, well, what do I have to do to, you know, avoid paying taxes? And I'm like, well, you can get married and have kids. And they're usually like, oh, no, no, I'm not ready for that. I'm like, well, that's about all you can do right now. So that that's usually my suggestion who people you don't like even to get, have, get married. I mean, technically. You that's that's kids, true. Right? I will tell you one thing, though. Um, you cannot claim your girlfriend's kid unless it's biologically yours or you have adopted a child. Um, that's how you can claim that child. Uh, niece, nephew, if you are providing more than half of the support for the year, yes. But the child has to be some kind of a relation to you or in a formal foster care in order for you to claim that child. All right. That's a tangent. I, I had I had uh, that same exact situation several years ago with a client. And, you know, he said it was his daughter. But come to find out it wasn't really. I mean, it was his daughter, uh, but not biologically. He'd raised her from nothing, from from a young child. But the IRS doesn't care. The, the IRS only cares about things that actually happened, not things that may or may not happen. So I don't know how we got started on that, Derek. But there I don't go. know. I was going to I was going to do something a little uh, controversial. Oh, kids are always controversial. That very that was where, that was uh, that, well, that wasn't where I was starting off. But right. I, I got I got this is going to come back to, to haunt me because we're on the air. Uh Oh, I got that grenade gum. I was going to let you try. Oh, boy. And you'll try anything once. I know you kind of have some congestion and stuff. So I wanted to give you this and, and have you have you give her a, a chomp. Derek, have you, have you tried these before? So what I tell my kids is when your friends give you questionable pills, you don't just take them, um, but I guess we'll, we'll give this a it's try. It's not a pill. Chew it. Okay, you chew You've it. You've been having some, some issues with your you're being stuffed up and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. This, this is called a grenade. This can clear you up. It's and, quite... Uh, I know this is great audio. It's quite minty. It's uh, got very, uh, I, I don't know what it is, but man, that is, uh, that's strong. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely something, Derek. Uh, we'll keep now, you'll be, you'll be minty fresh. Your sinuses will be clean. I won't be able to, oh, <laughs> holy, wow, whoa, um, I have never experienced a, uh, gum like that before, Derek. That's quite, quite good. You'll be good to go for the podcast. Well, I hope so. I hope, I hope that didn't cross too bad. But man, I feel, uh, I don't know. If I have a heart attack, it's all because of the grenade gum. D. Right? I mean, now I need to get with the people of grenades to see if the sponsors see. That's how I do it. Wow. I mean, that's that's uh, that's the old kick in the face. Let's just say that. So now I know you'll be chewing it the whole show, which people probably will or won't like. But you'll be doing better. Your your sinuses will be cleared, and you'll uh, you'll be loose and limber, man. Now you're awake. Wow. It's like. Uh... It's like some form of the magic juices that you sell. Is that where you got it from? No, this is a legit. <laughs> this is legit. You can buy. Uh, Allegedly legit. Yeah, you can buy it uh, online or you can buy it. My, my brother gave me some for my birthday. I, okay. I've given him some before. You can get it down at the, the Mavericks or uh, gas stations and stuff. Yeah, you did just join the old uh, 
the Forty Uno Club. I did. I uh, I, I oons. Your oons. Oons of oons. Okay, cuarenta uno is what we like to say in the Espanol. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm uh, I'm one year older than I was last time we recorded. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. So. There, we're getting in springtime, you know, allegedly. We're, we'll see we're if trying. The, we're trying. the snow ever melts. Uh, it's yardy season again, you know. Um, I had a really good conversation with one of my clients the other day, and they own a really unique um, train store. Um, <clears throat> you know, these these retail places, they sell stuff online, but an actual brick and mortar, they're, uh, you know, becoming less and less. One of their competitors retired, so... There's less store. There's like one here in Utah County and one up in Salt Lake County. But they say people come in all the time with, uh, you know, trust or estates or, you know, dad or grandpa died and they want to know what they think. So what I'm getting back at is these yard sales that are coming up, there's going to be people's death piles. You know, that's the name of the show, Derek. But for our new listener, why, why don't you tell fill us in on what, what is a death pile? Well, here we are all we are all over the place and controversial today. Yes. Uh, well, you know, some people like to call them um, life piles. Some people like to call them profit piles. <laughs> it was a term. Uh, there was an old podcast uh, that's no longer running that was called Scavenger Life, and it was a guy and his uh, a couple that lived back in Virginia that were kind of the OGs of podcasts in the resale world, as far as I know, as far as I've been aware. And uh, they would they would go around and do kind of what we talk about, but they were they were doing it full time, and that was their that was their living. They were kind of going off the grid, and uh, they they termed it death piles. Okay. So when you have a bunch of things that you've scavenged is what they'd call it when you source things. So I go and buy boxes of, of baseball cards that are just sitting in a in a closet. That's what I can think of. <laughs> A closet, and it's not because I'm just going to let them sit there for 20 years and hope they go up in value and appreciate, but it's because I just haven't got around to listing it. Or I go to the thrift store and I buy a bunch of T-shirts and stuff, and they're just sitting on a pile of, of uh, the room, and they start to grow and grow and grow. Uh, that that was called a death pile because uh, it's a funny it's a funny name, right? Yeah, yeah, it is a good name. And on top of that, if it's not listed, it's not bringing you any profit. It's just it's just death. It's just sitting there. It's nothing. Uh, some of it could be because you're going to estate sales or that kind of thing where, where people passed away and you're buying their, their stuff um, as well. Uh, it was enough of, uh, of a term that was associated with these people when we started the podcast. I, I reached out and talked with them to make sure that I wasn't uh, you know infringing on anybody's toes or, or stealing anyone's gimmicks, as it were, <laughs> trying, to be, uh, trying to be polite with the people. And, and uh, anyways, we, got, we, had, we've, we received the blessing to use Death Piles. They thought it was a great name. And I haven't talked to them in a long time, but maybe that's some, maybe that's something I should do, uh, just see where they're at, and maybe I don't know. I don't want to promise a guest or whatever. I don't know if they do interviews or maybe, want to. Maybe, who knows? I, I hope we haven't done an interview in a long time. I hope they're still with us. Oh, they're still with us. They're about our age. They're pretty young kids. Okay. They uh they they kind of got out of the re- they still resell and stuff. I've kept up with them enough to know they still uh, do that. They just don't do the podcast because it takes you know it takes time to do a podcast and. And whatever they bought, a, they bought a coffee business. Coffee on uh, a street where they live back in Virginia, okay. in a small town. They kind of had this smaller rural town, kind of like what we've done to some extent. But they went and got into a bought into a business and started doing that too. So, it just everything takes time. You know how that is. It's a slow burn. That's all I. So, know. Uh, long, long and short of it, death piles all your stuff that you got to sell that you haven't put up for sale. That that's you know again the people that are in the resale business, the other business and like I said. I'm, 
It's just a fact of life and you can pretend to ignore it, but we're all going to die and people have to do something with your stuff because usually, you know, your house might get sold or somebody else will move into it. Things that you might have treasured um, might not be, you know, as important to someone else. And in a lot of situations, people just try to clean it up or they'll try and resell it. And that's what happens at like these estate sales and if you have a certain you know genre of product, you want to bring in an expert, somebody to say, "Hey, this is might be worth X amount of dollars." Or, you know, it, stuff is interesting because we all have stuff. I think that's the one thing we've established here in the United States of Americas. Uh, we have a, um, I, I would say, a, a problem with stuff. We all have a lot of stuff that we don't need, and it's just kind of what's happened in society. And now there's a a big push to declutterize and, you know, move some things out and try to get simple, which I'm on boat. You know, I, I agree to some extent, but you know, the other point too, like I, I like my stuff. <laughs> I like my stuff. That's the thing. Everyone likes their stuff. It's everybody else's stuff that bugs you. Yeah. I mean, I, I like my stuff. I mean, I got, I mean, I got some old stuff here in my office, some decorations. It makes it feel a little more homey, you know, a little more inviting. And I think that's what people, you know, come when they get in my office, they, feel a sense of, hey, this is who this guy is. You know, I, I have lots and lots of uh, questions or um, requests about people wanting to know about the flag that I have here in my um, office. <clears throat> Very, and, you know, I'm, I'm patriotic, love my country. You know, I think we, I don't think, I know we're the greatest place in the entire world. Um, but there's an American flag that my great-grandfather, um, it is his flag, and it was pre-Alaska and Hawaii, We've got it displayed here in the office, and it's got 48 stars. Um, so that's one of the stuff that I have that I, I really like it. You know, I'm taking some pride behind it. We had it uh, matted and framed, and that's one of the stuff, like, I like. It would be, if somebody told me, like, that's gone, I would have a hard time getting rid of it. You know, who knows? When, when I die, my kids not might not really care, but I hope that someone else does because it's a pretty cool uh, piece of memorabilia. And that and that's the game in the resale world is uh, find stuff that you like that you know, you can pass to somebody else with a little knowledge. Usually, usually, I mean, I guess you don't always have to like it. You can just sell stuff that you know is valuable, but it's a lot more. Um, it's funner. It's it's funner if if you're into it. Yeah. You know, you could you could go research and find something, and then it's just kind of like a, a task or a job where you're selling, you know, uh, robot parts to widgets for gadgets for for cash or whatever. But if you're, uh, you know, we've got into sports cards. We talk a lot about that. There's other things you get into. But people got hobbies, like you're saying, uh, trains and, and all sorts of different things. If you're if you're into it and knowledgeable, and then you go find stuff that you know is worth money that you can put towards your own collection or towards whatever your goal is, it, it makes it a lot funner if it's something that that you find that you thought, oh man, this is, this is cool because it's got 48 stars on it instead of 50 or or stuff that somebody might just look at and say, oh, that's an old flag and think nothing of. Somebody else comes and says, oh, that's uh, that's only got 48 stars, or that's whatever version of the flag, and that's valuable because of this. Mm-hmm. And you go sell to other people that find that interesting as much as, as you do. Yeah. And, and then you know, that's the other thing. A lot of people get into selling, and we all got to start somewhere, but a lot of people go to these online, whether it's a Facebook or a Reddit or, or somewhere online, and say, hey, I got this. What's it worth? And everybody gives that person a hard time because they're like, well, figure it out for yourself, basically, right? If you kind of know going into it because you're a collector because you bought things, hey, what's this worth? Well, I know how to figure that out because I've bought the, you know, bought these or I've been involved with these before or I know kind of a guideline anyways of is this worth 
ten to twenty dollars, or is it worth a thousand to two thousand dollars? I mean, it's big big range uh, there. And if you uh, if you put the two thousand thing up for for twenty dollars, it sells really fast. But you leave a lot of meat on the table. And if you uh, do the opposite of that, it never sells because you're asking way too much for it, and you just build and build and build. So, I, I think the moral of the story, and what I want to get into is, and we talk a lot about educating yourself. Um, you know, improving, you know, what you're learning, what you know. Um, and I always talk about this. I talked about when I, I taught a class at, uh, at our Utah Valley University um, who are in the NIT finals right now. You know, hopefully they go all the way. Not that the NIT means a lot, but, you know. National Invitational is the, is the original, the original is, tourney. It is the original. Um, are you, I mean, I are you able, going down to Vegas for it? I am not going down. I think they're playing tonight, not not going down to Vegas. Well, not, no, it's the Tuesday. Final Four. Yeah, not going down you, for you that. You still make it for the finals. I could. <clears throat> but anyways, I got to teach a class at, at college. <laughs> I, and sh- I sure could. Derek was one of our, our spotlight speakers, and it was really good because, you know, we talked the real world. And not saying that any, that all, um, you know, places of uh, formal education, university levels don't do that. But from my experience, uh, a lot of them didn't. And I think that's what really the key is, especially now, just because you have a piece of paper that says you're smart and you have a degree in, you know, whatever it might be, the fine arts or, you know, secondary education or accounting or business management, those are great. But the real world is you got to have a degree in figure out of That's kind of what I like to say. It is if you can learn to research something, that's the greatest skill you can ever have because the Internet is full of information. And then you also have to distinguish whether it's good information or bad information. Um, can I share a little story? Oh, please, please. Oh, I'm going to share a little story. Because um, my wife always, she's always fascinated by what I can know. She she does a lot of stuff on the internet too. She can find things out about people. And I mean, <clears throat> so a couple of weeks ago, there was an accident on the freeway. Uh, we talked earlier about, you know, first favorite Brian. There was an accident on the freeway on a Sunday. And, uh, you know, didn't really think much of it, but there was a fatality. It was down, you know, going between our house and, and Mona. And my wife called me and told me, and luckily she had gotten off the freeway. Um, but a couple hours later, I saw the, the story on the news, and it was a white Tesla. And I knew the day before, Brian, friend of the show, he had just bought a white Tesla. So I start freaking out. You know, I'm like, holy cow, because I know they've got family down south. Uh, you know, they could have very easily gone down the road. You know, it was snowing. It was really slick. So So who knows? So I did my frantic search. I texted him, and it was about probably about 1030, and uh, I didn't hear anything back. So then I'm starting like, oh, my goodness. I was able to pull out and find online the um, the police dispatch stuff, and I was able to download it and listen to it, and you know, I kind of got some information, didn't have names. I called a friend who is a police officer. He couldn't really give me some information, um, but... I, I was able to find some information that my wife didn't know existed. And, and you know, luckily it wasn't, wasn't them. Found out the next morning. But I was able to find out information in, in an instant that she didn't even know existed. And whether it's for that specific purpose, you know, which was just learning something or anything else, that's what you really have to do. you got to learn how to find stuff. Does that, does that make sense? Oh well, yeah, you're you're a cyber stalker. Is what I'm learning is the uh, a cyber PI you can be. Oh, absolutely, uh, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, going back to the last episode, that 
chat GPT is going to find you. Like, I got to watch my steps around you. Whatever you do, they're going to know exactly what's, what you're doing. So be careful online, D-Roy. Be careful. But, yeah, no, I, I think you're onto something there. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good to go get the education and stuff, but you usually learn this is how it works, and it's always in a best-case scenario. Everything's always perfect conditions, and everything's always great. And then you get thrown out to the real world, and, you know, it's not usually that way. I mean, things aren't usually uh, at peak performance. You don't start a business and everything runs as it should. No. As it, on paper, as it would. You don't, you know, there's just a lot of variables in life just to begin with of, of people you got to interact with, with family members, with different people have different personalities. It doesn't make people bad, but sometimes people don't mesh. They both want the same goal, but I want to get it this way. They want to get it that way. Uh, you know, communication, all these kind of things that they don't really, they don't really teach you all this in school. Uh, from what I've seen, I, I guess I don't really know. I'm speaking out of school, my own self. But you know, you'll, you'll see people that come in with their with their high degree and they get hired on, and and they're going to be the new leadership team or they're going to be the new CEO management or, or whatever in these these companies. And uh, I mean, sometimes they can adapt and they can they can go really well and, and make things happen. And other times, things just kind of crash and burn, and you know, they last a couple of years and they flame out. And uh, I think a lot of that is just, yeah, I mean, you get the piece of paper and, and you learn things. I mean, obviously, they show you a few shortcuts of, hey, this is how, you know, profit and loss works. This is how whatever these these things are. You're going and you're learning skills. But to be able to put them in everyday real world scenarios and adapt with people that might not be as smart as you, might be as smart as you, but not have the piece of paper. So you kind of have an arrogance or they kind of have a complex against you or, you know, the owner's son or the owner themselves or you're publicly traded or <laughs> there's just a million different things that they can't encompass in a, in a, you know, couple hour uh, class every day. So you get, you get out and you, you got to figure it out. And like you're saying, if, if people are resourceful or if you have uh, the knowledge to, to try to figure things out and you find out those resources and actually develop those skills, uh, you can go a lot further in life um, just keeping that in mind and trying to figure out how things work versus this is how the book tells me it should work. Yes. And it doesn't. And then you just don't know what to do. I think that's a lot of it too, is, is you always try to forecast. You're trying to look and see what the next thing is going to be. Cause if you're going off of the past, that's great. You need to know what you've done, but you need to know what you're going to do. And I think that, that's the same thing. I mean, with trends of what's selling online, you know, if, if you stay, you know, not in the current, you're still selling on half.com. You know, you're not keeping up with what's going to change. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of different ways to improve the way that you list. I mean, we always talk about buying stuff is always fun, but selling stuff is fun, but it takes the work to list it to get it sold. And, you know, there's just a lot of steps that go into whatever it is, whether it's selling online, whether it's, you know, working as a, a doctor. I mean, the only way to get experience is to do something. Yeah. You know? And that's what it really takes is it takes you learning how to do it. We were just talking about it here. I mean, I've had my business. I've been doing it for 16 years and it's really kind of, you know, dialed in the last three years. It's taken a lot of time. You know, the, the, we've talked about it before. The overnight success has usually put years and years and years in to become that overnight success. It's not like it just you flip a switch and you make it happen. It just takes time. Yeah, I think we were talking to Jim Harold about that. He has yeah tons of podcasts. Some have made it, some haven't. He's got millions of downloads, and some people just think that 
you know, he, he came in on the scene and yeah. he started telling us scary ghost stories or whatever he's doing and top of the charts. But yeah. uh, he was able to tell us, you know, that's that's not how it was. I mean, there, there were, you know, years where he was going from his full-time job to doing that, to trying to edit all night, not really sleeping. Yeah. And now he's making a living at it. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what, what he's making, but uh, he, he's at least doing it full-time. And that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And the same with a lot of people. There's a lot of people that, I mean, we go back to when we were talking to our buddy Phil. Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, selling cards at these fairs and stuff, and he was sleeping on the ground. I mean, he, he, you know, I, I don't know how old he was at the time, but probably in his 50s. Oh, yeah, he was. And, you know, he, he's sleeping outside <laughs> at, at these fairs and things and waking up in the morning and selling cards. Now he's got him a shop where he does it. And even at that, like, he, he gets a couple days off a week, but uh-huh. he's he's hard at work. I mean, he's a great guy, and he's doing what he loves and what he wants to do, but he's he's putting in the hours and doing it. And he's very successful at it around these parts. He's yeah. well known. Yes, he you is. know, it's the same with with anything. There's there's uh, the overnight success. Yeah, usually, whether it's a sports or somebody that's in the entertainment field, they usually start when they're kids. You know, and yeah. and to get to the point of in their twenties or something where they're the the new fresh face. Well, they've been doing it for uh, fifteen plus years. Yep. You know, it, it's just how it's just how it is, and that's the same with with a business. I'm sure. Uh, if you did have the success overnight that some of these places have, you'd crash. You don't have the infrastructure. You don't have the experience. Uh, when you're getting started selling online, you're, you're going to start. And that's why eBay puts limits and stuff on on new sellers that, you know, you can't put too much up for sale because you don't have that track record. They don't know if you're going to ship on time. They don't know if you're actually going to send the item that you're supposed to be sending. There's there's procedures in place. And as you grow, you can get bigger. You can expand your inventory and, you know, such as life. And, and then you can branch off to to different places online because maybe maybe you want to grow that way. It's just you, you just got to get those feet wet and get going. You got you got to learn and see. Even while we're talking, about, I mean, I, I just got a text, you know, telling me about about the Tesla. So he knows the the, the internet is connected to everywhere. So well, this is uh, this is something, Adam, and I, I want to throw this out here and get your thoughts on it. We've talked about this AI and stuff and uh, all that's coming, and and we all know that we don't like to to list as much, but you got to do it. And you got to get your flow and stuff down. But I perceive a day, and I know we didn't really talk about, but me and you went into a business venture at one point. Uh, I don't know what we can and can't really discuss, so I don't want to get us in trouble. But we were talking with a company, and uh, long and the short of it was they were going to list items just with pictures, and a lot of that was coming from AI. Yes. And they, they you know, we get a couple years ago. A couple years ago, we'd, we'd get a percentage of it. Uh, it was pretty good, just didn't end up working out for various reasons. I think with that technology and what we're seeing now with chat uh, GTP and different things, there's, you know, that's the big popular one, but there's, there's a lot of yeah Jasper and AI. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different AI tools. Yeah. There's going to be, and I'm not going to be the one that develops it, but somebody will. Uh, there's going to be a thing that you can take a picture and it will make a listing for you. Absolutely. And it will fill out all the things and then you just got to take your pictures. It will know what it is. It will describe it. Yep. Um, you know, it'll probably do measurements and all that for you and then you'll sell it. So I love it. That That's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm not going to be the one to do it. I just, no, I'm not going to be the one that does it. Yeah. But I, I do see that coming. So a lot of these things that you don't like to do are going to be able to be manufactured out for a fee. Somebody else will do them for you. So imagine that world in the next uh, five to ten years, where you probably don't even have to take the picture. I mean, it, you could probably just automatically have it done. Yep. But you'll take a picture at, at wherever you're buying the thing. It'll say, is this what this is? And you'll say yes. And it will auto-fill out everything for you. I like it. And you'll just go, uh, it'll be listed on, on eBay, Macari, Etsy, wherever you're at. It'll, it'll just uh, it'll do that for you. I think that's not probably a crazy thought. 
Derek, you're you're always on top of things. And I know that the technology's there because of that company we were dealing with uh, a few years ago, and they had interactions with eBay that's using some of this technology. Yep. So it's already out there. Um, it's just getting it specified and dialed in to know exactly what things are. Yep, just figuring it out. So, well, Derek, you're always full of energy. You're always full of knowledge. But that being said, my friend, there are two things in life that are for certain, and that would be... Hey, first off... That gum's still good. Still that, got the flavor going. That that gum is still good. Death piles and taxes. <laughs> We're well within our rights to use this song. We're aware the preaching copyright is wrong. With lots of dedication, we've researched the legislation and this music. Bye.